Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 76. And today I'm talking to you about the pastor and the outsider. We are finishing our series in 1 Timothy chapter 3. I hope it's been helpful and equipping to you. And I'm excited to finish up and then move on to some other episodes. But uh, it's been a lot of fun to work through this passage. And today we come to our conclusion. So let's pray and ask for the Lord's help. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the opportunity to think through pastoral ministry and the qualifications of pastoral ministry. Lead me, and as I talk about this last section of the qualifications from 1 Timothy, and help us to rightly think about our relationship to outsiders and what our reputation is with them. And uh, it is it is a little difficult to think through this, and so help me to do this the best way I can and equip these guys and, and gals that are listening. And Lord Jesus, I trust you're going to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, the pastor must be, if he's going to be qualified for ministry, he must be well thought of by outsiders. Here's what it says, the very last qualification. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into the snare, into a snare of the devil. Well thought of by outsiders. For the sake of the conversation, we're going to define outsiders the way the Bible describes it. Like first, uh, first Corinthians chapter 5, I believe, Colossians chapter 4, and then in here, a couple other places, outsiders are qualified as non-believers, so outside of the faith, out, outside of the Christian community. And immediately when I think about being well thought of by outsiders, I have different verses that pop into my head. I mean, they may for you as well. When Jesus talks about, uh, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you also, or that you will be hated for my name's sake. There's some work that needs to be done to clarify what it means to be well thought of by outsiders. And I think there's going to be some categories here that we've got to look at and consider in the life of Christ and how he related to people that were outside of the Jewish community or outside of the religious community and then who it was that hated him and who it was that loved him. And then I think that will kind of give us some clarity as we're moving through this. But uh, Colossians chapter 4 has something that's really, I think, uh, helpful in helping us understand what this uh, being well thought of by outsiders means. Okay, so Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 says this, Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Walk with wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of time, and then let your speech be gracious. I think what we're talking about here is a matter of ethics and consistency in the life of the believer outside of the local church. In other words, if they hate you, let, let them hate you for the right reasons, but don't let them hate you because you treated them poorly. I've, I've given this example before. Maybe this will be helpful. Um when I was young, I was in Sunday school, and I had a Sunday school teacher that was really great. I loved this Sunday school teacher. He was my teacher for a couple of years, and I just really appreciated this guy. Well, you know, I grew up and got older and found out that this guy in the community, he did not have the same reputation out there as he did with that group of fourth graders he was teaching. I found out that people did not respect him in the community. And it's not like they didn't respect him because he was telling people the gospel all the time or he was just a Bible thumper or something like that, shoving the scriptures down, down people's throat. They didn't like him because he was not a kind person. Nobody liked working with him or for him. And that's a problem. Don't be like that, in other words. If you're going to be 
well thought of by outsiders, then you need to carry away with you that is wise and gracious, not unwise and ungracious. The unwise and ungracious person is not going to be, be respected in the world. Now, we're not looking for praise from people outside in the world, but we are looking for people in the world to to think well of us for the right reasons. We're not living for that. We're not, we're not starving from the attention from outsiders. But we do, as the scriptures tell us, want to be well thought of. And I want you to think about this with Jesus because then I think these categories begin can begin to take shape about who's going to persecute us and who's going to be drawn to us. Now, it's interesting because Jesus was clearly persecuted and and put on the cross. And we're told clearly in Romans that all have sinned and fallen short of the, of the glory of God here. So we're not saying that only a, a few people put Jesus on the cross and all these other people were really wanting Jesus to be around a bit longer. Everyone played their part in their sin, which led Jesus to the cross. But when we think about Jesus' life and ministry, it's very interesting the people who were drawn to him and the people he was drawn to. He was drawn to the tax collector and the sinners, those whose character was not respected in the communities that he was walking around in. Now, that really is fascinating. All the religious people were really frustrated because he was actually a friend of sinners. Now, when we think about that, I heard a quote you know, a couple years ago, if the only takeaway you get from hearing that Jesus was friends of sinners, therefore you should be too, you're missing the point of who you are in the story because Jesus actually is willing to hang out with you. So we don't want to put ourselves in the situation of always thinking, uh, I'm like Jesus, I'm like Jesus, I'm Jesus in the story. However, we are called to live like Jesus. And so there should be in our lives an ability to hang out with outsiders, those who are on the fringes, those who are on the edges, and be able to talk with them, be able to hang out with them, be able to be friends with them, and not just be a religious stick in the mud that everybody hates. And we definitely shouldn't be known as somebody that can't be trusted by those types of people, by outsiders. We should be known as somebody who can be trusted. Hey, I trust that man. I don't believe what he believes, but I know that if he tells me something, he means it. And if he says he's going to do something for me, he's going to do it. And so we're to be that kind of person, okay? We're to follow Christ like that. And then we know these other categories, there's other categories of people like the Pharisees or the Sadducees or the lawyers who hated Jesus, and they're going to hate you. You cannot determine who's going to accept you or who's going to reject you, but may it not be that they're rejecting us because we are a jerk or because we are uncaring or unloving. Now, we need to define uncaring and unloving biblically, not saying that people in the world or outsiders get to define what uncaring and unloving is and then therefore say, well, you're uncaring and unloving when you're not being at all. But you get the point, okay? Don't be hated or ill thought of because of poor character. Now, the text says something interesting. It tells us that if, we, if we're not living with wisdom towards outsiders and if we're not well thought of by outsiders, that the person who is an elder or, or wanting to be an elder may fall into disgrace because it says so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. If we are not well thought of by outsiders, it is a way in to do the devil's work. A snare, you know how a snare is set. So I'm getting into hunting, you know, and I'm thinking through uh, now even a little bit of trapping and, and hunting and all that. And there's some states that don't allow snares, but a snare is real simple. Just get on, just jump on YouTube and look what a snare is. A snare is real simple. And it's put in the track of an animal, a known track of an animal, and an animal walks through that track and then gets stuck in that snare and gets tied into it. And this is used to describe what being ill thought of by outsiders can do in the life of a person who, in, in the life of a man who's wanting to be an elder or wanting to be qualified to be an elder. If outsiders don't think well of you, 
you end up being trapped by the devil and doing his work. Because a man of God who's got a title, who's not living a godly life in the world of outsiders, will be doing the devil's work. I'm not saying that he's necessarily the devil's man. I'm not saying that he's necessarily a not a believer, but he is being used by the devil to spread a false message of Christianity. A message that says, hey, believe what I believe, but don't live the way I live, because it's a stench to everybody that's on the outside, to everybody that's on the edges. Instead, we should, by the grace of God, be bringing grace to those in the gutter to lending a hand to those who need a hand, to helping the downtrodden, to doing what Jesus did, to visiting the sick, to caring for the widows, to caring for the orphans, to going to the prisons, and bringing life there, and light, and grace, and love. That's what we're called to do. So may it not be that we are ill thought of by outsiders. If there are several people, and you're somehow living a split personality life where you have your church life and your world life, and people within the church are being fooled by you, And they're thinking, wow, he could maybe be an elder here. Or or you're wanting to pursue that leadership in the local church. But in the world, you're ill thought of. It's just a matter of time before you're trapped by the devil living two separate lives. And friends, pastors who are living two separate lives, one foot in the church, one foot in the world, don't make it. They morally fail horribly. Or they just end up falling out completely and walking away. I don't want you to be caught in a snare of the devil. He is out looking for you and setting traps for you. And I want you to be aware. Don't be a jerk to outsiders. It will disqualify you from ministry. Love them. So we could just say it like this. Mean what you say and say what you mean. Be a man of integrity. Okay? Be a man of integrity. You don't want to have strong character in the church and poor character in the world. That's not a good thing. You don't want to end up doing the work of the devil. So say what you mean. Mean what you say. Be a man of integrity. Be like Jesus. That's what we're called to be. First John's clear on that. Depend on Jesus for the strength to become like him. Trust in the Holy Spirit to help you. And then, here's what we do, because be like Jesus is not the gospel. This is the, one of the whole things that I started the Shepherd's Crook for, was to remember Jesus. Here's the deal. As we're seeing Christ as the example, as we're looking at these qualifications and we're striving for that goal, okay, we have to look to Jesus and to rest in him. There's the power. There's the rest, and there's the power. Look to him. In all the ways that we fail as pastors, fail as men, okay, we have to remember Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The path to becoming isn't the path of shame. It's the path of freedom and joy, the path of the gospel of Jesus that says you are forgiven right now. You are a son, you are a child of God. And so when you look at these qualifications, don't get bogged down by them. You're, you're rescued from your inability to keep these already. But now with the power of the Holy Spirit, look to Christ, rest in him who was the chief, who is the chief shepherd, the true pastor, the best pastor who's ever lived, and then get to work. Go out and live this stuff out. Become this. Because if you're not these things, then you're not qualified to be an elder. So become. Walk in them. Be a man of integrity and don't fall for the snares of the devil. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.